1: And Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't
0: suck. All right, here we go. 501 on a Friday. It's not going to suck, but I'm in a mood, as Fleegs just uh, found out. You got CeeLo and Fleegs, by the way, and you got Jerry and Sal coming up top of the hour in for uh, Boomer and Geo on what should be. A feel-good summer Friday for everyone, not so much for myself. I'm a little annoyed here, a little behind here this morning. My Yankees got their ass kicked last night, low on sleep from the week. i got to catch up here. I'm going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off for the next 90 minutes or so. But Fleagues is in a good mood because this time around, as he got up again to watch his Mets on DVR, had to sweat it out the other night with the big ninth-inning comeback. Last night, not so much. A no-doubter, a laugher out in Arizona where the Mets did
1: everything right. Yeah, this was very much the opposite of that. And good morning, Cielo. Uh, good morning. I hope at some point you can catch up on sleep But knowing what you've been through I this mean, entire week, sleep Monday we're through used Friday.
0: To. It's just all the other Listen, nonsense. Listen, let's
1: turn this Friday around for you. And yeah, yet, for me, again, opposite of the experience. While the Mets win both games, so I wake up. The first thing I did was because it started first. I go through the Yankees oh, and very quickly. You know, again, you, you enjoyed amount, that as well. <laughs> the amount of time I set aside to need to catch up on the game needed maybe a third of that after yeah. 15 minutes. Okay, I get the idea. Still, you know, fast-forwarding <laughs> through every play, but no need to stop and After this, really dissect what happened. There's another
0: line drive, right? and there's another line drive, right? and there's a moonshot from Gunnar Henderson. again. Oh, and Henderson another line again. drive, and I'll drop pop-up, and this, and that, and left, and right, in a disaster.
1: And then I move on to the Mets game, and not that it's as much of a bloodbath, especially early, but that was another one where by the time I caught up to live... You know, the reason I woke up, I told you, every, I mean, people know by the time of this station, huge Taylor Swift fan, album came out at midnight. Oh, so I was all set up to have the games <laughs> done and have the Met game on still live while I'm listening to the album. And I didn't even have to worry. You know, I'm thinking, what if it's like last night and there's a lot of drama, it's intense, mm. it's going to be hard to focus on the music because obviously I'm going to want to have the sound on for the Mets game. Didn't need that. I mean, the Mets... Easily blow through the Arizona Diamondbacks to pull all, and complete the sweep.
0: Seventeen hits, five from Francisco Lindor, who finishes a double shy of the cycle. Hey, he was tremendous. So he yeah, had he a triple. Stopped, he season. should have stopped
1: at second on one of the two triples.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, early in the they, that was his first two. Listen, attempts, I'm joking. If he it, right? if first he two had,
1: it was if he had stopped at second on what could have or should have been a yeah, triple, be, we'd be killing. We'd be killing him. him. Right. Although I will say, when he rounded uh, second on the second triple, the first one thought he was going to get there pretty easily. When he rounded second on the second triple, I thought he was about to get thrown out.
0: It was close, and the and the umpire never made a call. Well, that was so. And then Gary and Keith are
1: sitting there, and <laughs> Gary said, though, oh, right. he didn't say anything." So yeah. I guess he's safe. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I guess that's the way to to figure I've, it.
1: I've never we've watched a lot of baseball. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that was strange. Not I've seen it in football where they don't make a call, then they kind of get together and decide it later. Right. I've never seen in baseball play at a base and then the umpire just turns and walks away.
0: Yeah. It was it was unusual. He, called, he
1: granted time and then he walked away.
0: Yeah. He kind of had like not a smile on his face, but it was almost like his facial expression. He might have realized at that point. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I didn't I never, make the call. Yes. I can't
1: do it now. I think I'm going to look like a fool if I do it now. So I think we're that's just exactly going to. What happened? We're just going to walk away from this. Now
0: on the first triple, again, the way they score these things these days, the right fielder misplayed it
1: a little bit. Yeah, so that could have been a double. Could have been the double and, and, and there. Right.
0: Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It, the that's site, a tough this, right
1: field. You watch out in Arizona, the left center and right field, even I guess at left field with the corner where the bullpen is. Not an easy outfield to man defensively.
0: And then on that play down the line, you know it's a ball with plenty of hook on it, so it, it's fair inside first, and then, yeah, it goes down the line. And you had the one, as as Gary called him, did he call him ball dude? I think it wasn't ball boy, but there were two of Oh, he of did, them. right, right. When he, when he jumped up, he called the, the ball kid dude. The jumped right. up. The other guy looked like just sat in his chair and didn't even move, so they had completely different approaches to trying to get out, get out of the way, or well, one get out of the way, and the other not get out of the way of that ball, but it worked out fine. And leave it and, to the uh, Mets
1: to give you one of their... Not that they've had none, but they've only had a few like really feel-good series and games this year. Two of their best efforts in terms of a series are out on the West Coast where a lot of fans yeah, might have missed them. That's a good point. LA in April, Arizona this week.
0: Well, you'll, you're looking for that to continue now as they go off to San Diego here leading into the All-Star break. But, yeah, I mean, this series had a little bit of everything. Alvarez homers in all three games, and he had the little incident. I don't even call it an incident. It was like a moment where he gets hit last night and kind of... It was a very quick glance out towards him. Yeah. The ma- and then I think he realized... And he has
1: that look about him. He has that swagger about him. But yeah. it's something that... Mets fans, a lot of them were calling for last year because the team led the world in hit-by-pitches. They wanted someone on the team to just at any point respond. And listen, I don't think Ruiz hit him intentionally no. last night. I mean, this guy had no idea where the ball was going. He bounced back in the inning, though. Right. right? The well, yeah, loaded. he's celebrating going nuts. And, right, not 9 nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Great, yeah. congratulations. And
0: Sam w- acted like, you know, the game was on the line. He, right. like, spiked his bat down as he struck out to end the inning.
1: But that's something that I think a lot of Mets fans looked for last year where, you know, somebody on this team to respond and show a little fire in that regard and when alvarez does it now it's one of the most meaningless benches clearing moments yeah, he, in the history of this sport that's had a lot of dumb ones but you know what it was nice for the mets to just kind of it seems like alvarez and everything that happened wednesday night yeah. into last night and this is a game that was over and they're still doing it it feels like this team might have woken up yeah, out of whatever haze galvanizing were, coming we, we, together we've been saying it at every sal's been saying it. we've all been all over this for months They seem like they're hungover from last year. They're in a daze. There's just something hanging over them that they can't get out of. It does feel like this week in Arizona – they might have snapped out of whatever it was.
0: Well, look, maybe they can be this year's Phillies. That'd be great outside of the managerial change, obviously, because Buck is still there. But um, this is going to be a fun series this week, and I'm looking forward to it because the similar story overall for the Padres, where it's been a disappointing first half, but all of a sudden they've won four out of five. They just swept the Angels, and they they were off last night. So I mean, yeah, have the I mean, I know they faced each other already at City Field earlier this season, but you have sort of the shadow cast over the Mets from what happened last October, and now they have a chance leading into the All-Star break to go out there and continue to play well and hit the break with some momentum, get some guys some rest, and then see what you can do on the other side. But you mentioned that out West, I mean, there's been some good stuff that's happened for them so far this year for whatever reason. uh, This is a little different, you know, Arizona desert versus now you're really going out to the full West Coast, but it should be fun. And you had a good pitching matchup tonight with Darvish and Verlander.
1: And this is a fascinating matchup because if you told me, hey, the series between the Mets and the Padres right before the All-Star break, we're all going to be really into it. I would have said, yeah, sure. This is the beginning of the season. Then you told me both teams were 41 and 46. I would have thought you were crazy. Right. I mean, forget just one of them falling off and being that for both teams. to These are the most two or two most disappointing teams in baseball, bar none. I know the Cardinals are having a rough season too, but they don't have the star power or the payroll. They're not in the same league. The Mets and Padres have had extremely disappointing seasons. They're both playing well. This is a three-game series. Somebody's going to go into the break feeling much better than the other, even if it's just a game difference. And if you're the Mets, you have to do everything in your power to make sure you are that team. And that starts with Verlander today. You gave him the $40-plus million dollars. Darvish is a guy that the Mets never, ever hit, but he's been really bad the last month or so. They have to find a way to hit him, win this game, start the series on a good note, take two out of three from the Padres, being 4 games below 500 at the All-Star break is never a good thing but from where they were a week ago maybe last Friday against the Giants with Robertson blowing the save maybe that was their rock bottom you play well before the All-Star break and then you rest for a few days and then you come out of it pedal to the metal get within 3 or 4 games become buyers at the deadline and then who know we know this team has the talent to make a run same as goes for the Padres these are two teams that have the talent to play you know, 45 and 25 baseball the rest of the way and get themselves two of the three wild cards. It's just a matter of will they actually do it. And the Mets are showing you signs the last few days that they might be putting it together.
0: And there are, uh, looking at the similarities, you brought up last Friday with Robertson. Last Friday for the Padres was they got they lost on a walk-off in Cincinnati. That was six straight losses for them. Now, they don't have the full winning streak, but four out of five since. They ended up... uh Splitting the next two with Cincinnati and then, like I said, swept the Angels. So um it's it's interesting. And you, like we said, good pitching matchup tonight. Saturday, not so much from a Mets standpoint, because you got Peterson lined up to go. And then Sunday, Scherzer Musgrove. So this, like you said, the star power is there. And um someone like it, you can't it's not a four gamer, you're not gonna split the series, so someone's gonna have the upper hand. Exercise the some demons break. if you're
1: the Mets. Yeah. Hit Scherzer and Verlander, Aces get the job done, hit Darvish and hit Musgrove. That would make, be up, the make up for last October.
0: That would be the goal and the plan, absolutely, and give yourself some. Beer. Where do they go now? I haven't even looked. We did Yankees uh, second half They opened the break
1: with the Dodgers at home and then, then the, the White, White Sox. Sox. Then they oh, go like, to what? Fenway. Like
0: I, I had the Padres schedule up, and I was like, what are you guys talking about? Okay, Dodgers, White Sox, and then at at the Red Sox, and then the Yankees. So where everything's kind of like— Listen, it's not going to be easy for them. Maybe the three games against the Subway White Sox series. at home,
1: but you know you come out of the All-Star break, here are the Dodgers. It's not going to be easy, but they put themselves in a hole, losing all those games to teams like the Nationals, the Rockies, the Cubs. Yeah, You start to make up for that when you go out and sweep the team that's leading the NL West in their building, but they have to do a lot more. It means taking two out of three from San Diego and keep winning series from here on out. It's not where they want it to be. It's not the ideal position. But if they do that, if they take care of business for the next two, three weeks, they'll be in a salvageable position where they can at least be buyers at the trade deadline and give it a real run.
0: And on the other side of things, while the Mets are trending in the right direction, the Yankees, after coming back home from what was a look, it was a 500 road trip, but it was disappointing when you consider the opponents, right? With the A's and the Cardinals and losing two out of three to St. Louis over the weekend. All of a sudden, you rip off a couple of wins against the Orioles. You're feeling good. It's okay. Chip it away here a little bit. And then they give it back. So we kind of dismissed. Uh, Wednesday's game a little bit. Hey, the bullpen had a rough night. These things happen. And we talked yesterday what to expect from Luis Severino. Well, it was more of what we saw last time out where he just looks completely lost. And I think feels that way. Listening to the comments after the game, where we basically said, I've never been this bad a pitcher at any point in my life. And I mean, you want to talk, we, we said with the Mets, line drive, line drive, line drive. The Orioles, I mean, it, it, was,
1: it was just hard contact all over the place. I mean, they were crushing every pitch, Luis Severino was throwing last night. Even a lot of the outs were hard hits, and it's amazing because 48 hours ago when we were doing this show, I mean, the vibes from a Yankee standpoint were very positive. Yeah, they had the West Coast trip, slightly disappointing, but you come home, you take the first two from the Orioles, that's great. All you have to do is win one of these next two games, and that is a terrific series victory, and you gain ground on the team that you are chasing. You're right. Wednesday, okay, Randy Vasquez, he gave you five scoreless innings. The, The bullpen can't be perfect, and then... On Thursday, I mean, the story is going to be, and it should be Severino. This is another game where the Yankees scored one run. They did nothing yeah. offensively.
0: Dean Kramer and Kyle Bradish on back to back nights. I don't have the combined numbers, but I know Kramer was what? Seven innings, two runs, one earned, 10 Ks. And the line for Bradish last night was six shutout innings with five strikeouts. So, I mean, they're, they're young, promising innings, two pitchers two that yeah. the Orioles I mean, like. Bradish is having a nice year. I mean, the, it's, it's, they're it's not not also coming into Yankee State. I mean, right, coming yeah. into
1: Yankee Stadium and shutting down whatever nine guys are batting in pinstripes, it, it's a rough spot for the Yankees. And listen, today, you'll get Carlos Rodon back today. I mean a lot of pressure knows, on him. <laughs> and who knows what to expect from him from the first start. That's not something I'm worried about. If you know if he gives you four innings of one or two run ball, whatever, he's building back up, he'll be fine. The question is now, and this is something that I mean, the Yankees went out and signed Carlos Rodon and did literally nothing else really in the offseason. Nothing to address the lineup. Okay, they brought back Tommy Canley, that looking like a good move for the bullpen, but they didn't address the lineup. Just Anthony Volpe is gonna make up for everything that was missing. And veterans are going to be better. Instead, almost all of the veterans, if not all of them, are worse. And now you're at a point where, Ceele, we're talking about the Mets. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? With the Yankees, we've just kind of assumed, okay, hopefully they can go out and add one bat. Now we're at a point where I look at them coming up on August 1st. This team might need another starter. You're in a postseason series, fourth, third starter. After Cole, and I'm going to assume Carlos Rodon, who can you trust right now in this Yankee staff? Yeah. It's not Severino. It's not Herman. even though with the perfect game in the last couple of weeks, he no, was not, you he's not been great right around that. Now. And you can't trust Nestor Cortez right now if he even comes back healthy soon. That is not where Brian Cashman envisioned this rotation when he signed Carlos Rodon.
0: No, and I mean, I guess there's what? There's, uh, there's a chance Frankie Montas comes back th- late in the season, right, from the shoulder surgery, maybe like late August, September, but... I don't think anyone who watched him throw last year right. in a Yankee uniform at least is gonna be feeling comfortable or optimistic about what he could possibly offer. So yeah, it's a fair point. Uh and it's you know, they put Volpe back at the top of the order last night. He takes an 0-4. I mean, it was just one of those one of those nights. And we where talked nothing about that going. where we
1: wouldn't do that just yet. Yeah. And yeah. they do it in first game, over. like you said. It's you know, I, I think that they might have jumped the gun a little bit with moving Volpe up in the lineup. It's, it's weird because it's it's hard to crush the Yankees overall with how they've done standings-wise since Judge went down. Look, you take the best player off of any team, especially someone as good as Aaron Judge, they're going to suffer. They
0: look and feel... But until, this, the, the
1: Yankee. I'm sorry, the New York Yankees lineup yeah. and offense, it has to be more than this.
0: Yes, without Judge, they look in... As long as the pitching's not going to go off a cliff, and look, Severino last night was terrible, bullpen the night before, but overall, you know, it's been solid. Um... Without Judge, they look and feel like a 500 team, which is kind of right around where they are since he went out of the since he went out, and this is where they've been for the last week or so. Right, split three and three on the road trip, split the two the four games with the Orioles. So that's what you are, 500 team last ten days or so.
1: And the feeling totally changes in a four game series if you win the first two versus you know if you split it, but sure. you have the first two wins versus the uh, last two wins. The Orioles can now say, look, they were in a tough hole against the Yankees. They blew the game Monday. They lose Tuesday. They don't want the Yankees to gain any ground on them. And then they come out Wednesday and Thursday with nice, convincing victories, especially in the finale. And now they walk out of Yankee Stadium. That's four more head-to-head opportunities for the Yankees to catch them off the schedule. And they didn't lose any ground. That now looks like even though they split, it feels like a win for the Orioles and a loss for the Yankees.
0: And, and you know, watching it all unfold, it felt that way as their guys were rounding the bases and high-fiving and everything. They were exuding and oozing oh, plenty they were, of they were confidence. having a party. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they were, Gunnar and, Anderson. And, and the four, amazing four, th- thing, too, sport. you
1: would hear one team was up, was it 13 or 14 Nothing in the ninth inning, and one of the managers gets ejected. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. It was. That was but ridiculous. it's just funny, of course, you know, it's not the guy who leads the league in ejections. Right. It's the guy who is winning by a couple touchdowns gets himself tossed.
0: Yeah, and basically looked like he just came out to inquire again about one of these situations where his guy gets hit and both teams get warned. And it wasn't even like it didn't even seem angry. He just no, came yeah. out to ask. and It he makes got, you wonder if he, he just said one
1: wrong word yeah. very quietly. And it,
0: his reaction was, I think he even if I read his lips correctly, not that I'm John Boy or anything, I think he said, wait, I'm sorry? Like, what did you just throw me out of the game? What, what was that? But It was like, almost like the
1: umpire was like, listen, this game is over. Right? Let's just speed this along. I'm <laughs> annoyed that the guy got hit. Yeah. I just want three strikes. Everybody's out. Let's go here. So you're, he's tossing just, just enough. Yeah. All but right. yeah, it was a very weird situation. So yeah, a
0: tale of two nights uh, for the baseball locals, certainly. And the Mets on the upswing here, heading into a fun series against the Padres. Yankees have the Cubs coming in. All eyes will be, or Yankee eyes at least, will be on Carlos Rodon tonight. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, we hit our first break here. Just getting going. Uh, Fleeks may be solo at some point because I have uh, other work to do during the breaks, which is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to be running around like crazy before I get in here in about an hour to sit down with Jerry and Sal for the first update segment of a friday morning morning show as they are in for boomer and geo to round out this july 4th week and we're coming right back on the fan
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's
0: next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app
1: We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. With your words like knives and swords and weapons that you use against me, you. I mean, Fleeks has got to bring us back from this break. It's this girl here. It's right in this wheelhouse. Listen, I'm just happy to sit here listening. Thank you, Zoo, for this. I mean, can you see my shirt from where you are, CeeLo? Speak now. Name of the album. Okay. Is this one of the song's Offset
0: album? Yes, it is. Okay, this is very good. Now, did you have to tee him up for this, or is he no, locked well, in listen, on listen, Zoo's
1: known me for a long time. No, he- but I
0: know he knows you like Taylor, but would he have known this was off of the latest re-record, as they're called,
1: yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoo's up with everything going on in modern pop culture. You?
0: Closet Taylor Swift fan in there? Uh, not really, but this was like a number one hit when I was in high school, so it's in my alley. All right. I mean, it being in your alley is one thing, but knowing it was from this album—the one that she was just re-releasing at midnight—is that would suggest that you were a little bit locked in yourself. Oh uh, no, I looked up the uh, track listing actually. Oh,
1: uh, see, I would have guessed that Zoo was just a little bit locked into everything. Like Zoo's kind of the guy. I, I feel like he's got a hand everywhere. That is way true. To be. No blind spots. That's a good way to be. I got a lot of hands. Got- Very oh. versatile. <laughs> Got a lot
0: of hands, some big hands as well. can cover a lot of territory, a lot of surface area. Look out. Anyway, 526 on a Friday morning, and it is the warm up show. You got CeeLo and Fliegelman rounded out the week. Jerry and Sal coming up at the top of the hour. I survived and got back in time. So, break one, we checked that. We'll see about You got uh, back in
1: plenty of time. Traffic hadn't even started, and yeah, you were well, back listen, in here. Listen,
0: I know this week we've been, uh, the breaks have been a little shorter than usual. So, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but uh, we've not hit six yet, and I've not gotten in here for my. Here's when I'll be able to exhale. About 6.40 when Jerry says, okay, we got to go. I'll see you next hour. That's when I'll feel settled in for this morning.
1: I'll try to push them long in the open and say, hey, guys, we don't really have a lot of time for CeeLo. You'll get to more sound at 7.20. Exactly. That worked for you? That's
0: what we're looking for.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, so I do want to ask you this question because we were talking about the Yankees last segment, and it's a very weird time for them because Aaron Judge is out. There's uncertainty when he'll return. I'm not even going to – I don't even want to say the other word, two-letter word, because it just – it's things to think about, so we'll go with when he returns and maybe how close towards full strength you get him, but it puts the Yankees in a very interesting position with the trade deadline yeah. a little bit less than a month away so I mean we've all kind of been in agreement all year maybe except for Brian Cashman that Yankees could use another bat here right they <laughs> could ideally one. they could ideally use somebody who could play left field they put up the stat on yes yesterday negative four uh, uh, defensive run save I mean in left field there
0: was a ball over. That IKF took an awful angle, too, that went over his head. I mean, listen, it doesn't matter. They got their butts kicked. I'm not trying to make it about just that one play. But, yeah, there have been some uh, there've been some gaffes out there of late. Oswaldo Jake Cabrera. Jake going
1: to the injured list.
0: Right, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, So, one,
1: one of the guys who's filled that, in Jake pretty Bowers, admirably.
0: They DFA'd Hicks to bring in Greg Allen. He got hurt, you know, within a couple of games. And it was, what is it, that's a quad injury, I think, six to eight weeks. I mean, these guys, it's unbelievable,
1: these guys. Right, so... You would say that the Yankees need to add an outfielder to trade deadline, right? I think right?
0: everyone would. Right. I mean, if they're again, ex- Except to... potentially
1: Brian Cashman, I think everybody else on earth understands that.
0: I think if you shot Cashman up with some truth serum, he probably realizes All right. that as well. That's <laughs> fair.
1: Uh, and a name that's been tossed around a lot because he's a power hitter, he's an outfielder, Cody Bellinger, having a nice little resurgent year with the Cubs. And not that he's great, but when you look at the teams that we know right now might be sellers, maybe the best on a bad list. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, a guy that if you
0: feel like you know, he, could, he could catch fire and go back to what he was, lefty bat, obviously, as well, Yankee
1: Stadium. And, and he's a pull hitter, too. So yeah. I know like some of his uh, advanced metrics, they don't like him because all he does, and he doesn't always hit the ball hard, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I care about exit velo that much, and he pulls the ball. But if he's a Yank, and hitting in Yankee Stadium... Yeah. You're not going to complain about that. The
0: only thing is, sometimes I've noted, not every guy, but sometimes they'll bring in a guy and we say that, and then I feel like they're, like, over-cognizant of it, and they're almost, like, trying, you can almost see them trying to force it, that, I and mean, if he's a pull hitter, he's a pull hitter, that's fine, but, like, Joey Gallo comes to mind immediately. Now, there were a lot of holes in his swing to begin with, I get that, a lot of swing and miss, even before he came to, to the Bronx, but... um. You just you worry about a guy feeling like okay I've got I have to take advantage of the short porch in every at bat and they become pull happy and then they're pulling off the ball and then they just become a guy that's easy to get out because the pitchers and the opposing team know that and they're going to give you you know soft stuff low and away and then it becomes tricky they're almost daring you to go the other way with it
1: now, that's fair but I like Bellinger because he's played for a high a sure. prolific team before he's been on a World Series winning team he can hit four con- not that he's done it his whole career but at times. Hit for a decent average. The power's there. He's got speed. He's athletic. Yeah. I think he's a good piece to add to this team. I've also been it. I've been advocating for the Yankees. You know, one position that no one's really talked about this year because it's not as important as some of the others, and they're getting outstanding defense from both guys at this spot. Catcher, but the catcher offensively, Jose Trevino might have just been a little lightning in a bottle last year. Yeah, he's an and all-star. the clock <laughs> has struck midnight. Right, like that. That's gone. So yeah, you love him and you love Higgy. What they bring defensively behind the plate. But I look at a team, again, like the Cubs and someone like Jan Gomes, who is also, I mean, has been praised for his defense for what feels like a decade now in Major League Baseball, great fielding catcher, and a guy who hits over 260 with some pop. So I think, all right, maybe that's another player that you try to include in a deal. And I'm thinking now even big picture here, because as I mentioned last segment, well, the Yankees now, when you look at what's happened to Severino and the uncertainty with Nestor Cortez and I guess technically you still have to say there's a little bit of uncertainty with Rodon that he might get hurt again when after he comes back later Anything's today. Anything's possible. Right, facing yeah. these Cubs. After Garrett Cole, there are some question marks in that rotation. So what would you say if I told you we make this a big trade with the Cubs? You're getting Bellinger, you're getting Gomes, and you're bringing Marcus Stroman back oh to God, New York no. to pitch for the team he always wanted to pitch for.
0: <laughs> I'd sooner... I. This is going to sound asinine. I'd sooner bring Jamison Tyone back, who's you know pitching what, an ERA it, almost at 7. It's no, I'm funny.
1: kidding. I'm kidding. He, right. Tyone's been awesome for the Cubs this year. Have been excellent. I yeah. might not rather bring back Tyone, but I think I would look, rather look to other teams and take a guy who's got I mean, not the 7 ERA, but a 4, 4.5 ERA, than trust Marcus Strowman. But I just wasn't sure. Like, that's coming from a Mets fan. I wasn't sure if the Yankee fan has the same just like the initial like your instinct is to say no to Marcus Stroman. It is and
0: I mean you can call that unfair and call it whatever you want. I just I don't know. Maybe my maybe my antenna has been too up on all the other stuff that like to me I, when I think of him I think of Kyrie. That I, like that's the kind of the comparison I make as far as the I Think it's off a little field, unfair off the court stuff. A little stuff unfair stuff towards Stroman?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. All right. Uh, I'm
1: I'm not a Marcus Stroman fan. Didn't love him when he was with the Mets. But, I mean, Kyrie's on his own little planet. Yeah. But, listen, I remember there was a game where it was a West Coast game. I was staying up late. I remember going to Saratoga the next morning. So I wasn't working, but I had to be up, you know, at like 7.30 to get in the car with my dad for the three-and-a-half-hour drive. And I stay up late watching this Met game. They lose. It's ugly. And Marcus Stroman, after the game, is retweeting his I defensive highlights. I remember that in a yeah. game the team lost. They're yeah. in freefall. They're spiraling. Yeah, that stuff bothers me, and, and, and it ticked a lot of people off. Yeah. And I was one of them because it's just he, he seems like a me guy. That's where I'll say the comparison is fair. That's kind of what I meant because it seems like somebody and who cares very more talented about talented players, his and own performance players. in the team, yeah. extremely talented. Yeah, and I think if maybe he focused a little bit more, he could be even better. I mean,
0: look, I can't argue with his, his... We went over it the other day. He's among the leaders in ERA, right? In and, he's still, and he's had
1: three not great starts in a row, but still a sub-three ERA. And for a guy who... One, one thing about Stroman, he is durable. He is going to take the ball every five days, and he's going to give you six, maybe more innings. And that's something that right now, yeah, I mean, the Yankees could use. I wonder where, how he'd fit in with the dynamic
0: here. Back, coming back in New York, he is sort of a... I don't want a big personality is not the right he's an, he's a different personality he's an interesting personality so I don't know I, I mean I don't I don't have a great feel right now for what the vibe is in you know in the clubhouse while Judge is down I mean he's there obviously but it's different when you're not playing Absolutely. even if you're a leader yes. you know Rizzo's going through struggles right now Stanton's not hitting I mean they don't they don't have a lot going for them um but I mean, yeah, I mean, they need an infusion of of something if they're going to actually make a run at this thing. And um, you're, it's funny you're, just because on paper, the numbers wise, type yeah. of
1: pitcher, numbers wise, he's a perfect fit. But we both sit here and just go, oh boy, I don't know about that. And also, so, something just feels wrong there.
0: And even just even beyond that, just from like forget it's Stroman for a second. Just this trade deadline, this Yankee team, and making the moves. Potentially, and what they'd obviously have to give up. I mean, you're talking about in that trade, those are not, those are three, three names that have some, you know, some familiarity and some, some, uh, some appeal. So, I mean, they're not, the Cubs aren't going to just hand them over. And I don't know where the Yankees are at right now as far as wanting to give up on prospects or who's even high. I mean, you obviously, you got Peraza, Austin Wells is a name we've heard. Right.
1: And you're not giving up Dominguez either in a deal like that. But there are some other, you know, other guys maybe. Towards the bottom of your top ten, yeah. you know, you're looking at giving away one I just position player, the, one pitcher for them.
0: I wonder what the price is going to be and how willing they're going to be to do it. Considering they're, I don't know, maybe maybe the the view internally is different than it is from my eyes. Where again, I don't, I don't think they're a couple pieces away from being a legitimate contender right now. Now that might sound unfair because any team that makes it into the playoffs, we know has we we saw what the Phillies did last year. But I, I just.
1: See, I I think they are because... Kind of going all in for this year and then... No, I I hear you. It's tough, but two things with that. One, I think they are a contender if they add a couple more pieces because I don't think any team outside of the Braves is all that great. I've been down Mm -hmm. on the Rays all year. Maybe not to the extent Evan was, but I thought they were going to start, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit, and that started to happen. I mean, they're, they're losing games to the Phillies. They don't look as unbeatable as they did in early April. So I think if you have... Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon pitching, and Judge comes back healthy. That's the big and you are adding it. It is a big. If, I but, have no feel right but now. But at some point, CeeLo, and this is this is the second part of it. In addition to thinking they can contend if their pieces are all clicking, this is now year seven of this group. No, oh, I know. If not now, when? I mean, Garrett Cole is still an ace. How long can you count on that as Garrett Cole gets into his thirties? Carlos Rodon, thirty year old pitcher, has had injury problems his entire career. Well, that's why, I, 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 you know, how long into his deal do you have, you know, you're in position right now, you're a playoff team, maybe you're not going to win the division, but the wild card, not that much of a difference in the modern playoffs. So if not now you have Aaron judge again, when he's healthy, putting up other worldly numbers, one of the best players, if not the best hitter in the game, how long can you count on performances like that? To me, if you have those elements you got to go for it. you got to strike while the iron's hot. I agree with that,
0: but I think that's why it was frustrating that you know they didn't make an additional move or two in the offseason
1: when it's just money, 100%. You're,
0: unless you're talking about a trade. No,
1: but I 100% agree. I, I and just, I gave credit ca- to Cashman last year for the Benintendi trade. Didn't work out. He got yeah, hurt. Yeah, I had no problem with this that. This offseason, yeah. said it all offseason, and everybody agreed seemingly. I, I, while I love the Rodon pickup, thought it made sense, them not adding a bat, you're seeing it now. This team, even with everything they've dealt with, Carlos Rodon tonight is June 7th or July 7th. He's going to throw his first pitch later tonight. Aaron Judge has now missed over a month and he missed time earlier in the season. Yeah. They're still a playoff team. They're still 8 games over 500 if they had just made those one or two other. And again, they didn't have to be big moves. A guy I wanted the Yankees to sign for 2 years, didn't understand why they didn't like him. A guy like Tommy Pham. You throw a guy who hits 280 with some power, can play the outfield, 800 plus OPS into this lineup, what does that do to them? What do you want from the Yankees? Well, listen, see lo Send, Cee-lo. Fam,
0: over. send, send I mean, fam over. We're
1: talking about a lot now. I mean, the Mets are back. The Mets are going on a run here. <laughs> I can't give up, Tommy. Pham. <laughs>
0: and that's that's what I was going to say next. You, you we, needed to make
1: that call. Last no, I, week.
0: well, that's that was that's that leads me to my point, right? So we're breaking down the Yankees from a Mets standpoint. Yeah, less it, it's a week ago today. The conversation was like, okay, this can't be fool's gold. They got to bite the bullet. Scherzer, Verlander, Fam's their best trade chip outside of Robertson. Like you know, let's sell it, sell it all off, and then figure if they can run it back next year. And you have a completely different feel now, a week later. And that can be dangerous too, right? Because oh, extremely. it feels like everything's changing, but I mean, they have a rough weekend in San Diego, and we're kind of almost maybe right back. Right, listen, to where if we they were. lose two
1: out of three, we're talking about yeah. them being sellers again. Yeah. I'll say this Who would I want from the Yankees? Let's say the Mets maybe do fall back out of it, and you're talking about trading fam, or who, with the Yankees and Cashman specifically, Another righty hitter, I, I want a pitcher that he does not mention when he calls up and starts talking about a trade. If it's one of the names, the 10 guys that Cashman is willing to trade, I don't don't want to touch them. (laughs) I'll take somebody who's in the rookie league, is 18, and nobody knows a thing about him yet before I'll take the guy, oh, this guy's at Scranton. He's putting up great numbers. He can be in the big leagues later this month. I don't want him.
0: Randy Vasquez. Yeah, right. Randy Vasquez.
1: Consecutive scoreless innings of five-plus – or outings of five-plus innings in the big leagues. Hey, you can slot him right in, rotation or bullpen. I don't want him. If if Brian Cashman is willing to trade a guy – I want nothing to do with him. That part is,
0: I I have said that about the Yankees. It is unbelievable how
1: every time this guy makes, listen, the return might not be great. Frankie Montas, complete waste of space. Sonny Gray, yeah. And And Sonny Gray, I don't even question for, just because that guy has succeeded in three other places, you can't predict who can and can't pitch in New York. I give him a pass on that one, but in none of these trades, this has been years of Brian Cashman trading, all these prospects, all this pitching depth, and not once. Has it come back to hurt the Yankees? Yep. Not one of these guys has gone on to do anything anywhere else. And whoever they keep, even if you didn't hear of them, you know, who knew who Randy Vasquez was three months ago? Now, no he's got three really impressive big league outings. Yeah, and
0: they'll probably use that as leverage and move him at some point, and we'll never hear from him
1: again. Listen, the Cubs, you can get two guys for that. Randy Vasquez, they could throw him right into the rotation. I told you yesterday, we were joking off the air. I said they're going to trade him for whoever they get at the deadline. And he's going to have a five point two ERA with his new team the rest of the way.
0: Uh, hell, he's got a five ERA at Triple A. AAA. Right, when I gave the numbers yesterday. He's two and eight with like a five point one one ERA at Triple A, AAA, and then the big leagues he's got a one one seven.
1: Memo Go to fair. anybody trading with the Yankees: If Brian Cashman is willing to give you a guy. You don't want it. It's like the Rays as well. They have that reputation. Or It's it's like the Rays when they call up and ask about a guy. Right. And like If Bill were, Belichick in football used to yeah, call up yeah. and say, hey, I want this guy who you're not playing. <laughs> Hang why? up the phone right, and right. figure out why. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It is true. I've asked that question a lot in recent years about the last Yankee prospect they got rid of who came back to bite them. So you got the guy, Duran, that's playing well for the Rangers right now. But from a pitching
1: standpoint, yeah, no There shot. isn't one. That, no. That's the answer. There isn't one. There's nope. Garrett Whitlock who they, has been okay and hurt. And, that and they, was, they I lost in sort of a Rule 5 not, draft. Yeah. There isn't one. Yeah. In all these years, not once, in all these trades, now six-plus years, really his entire tenure, there's not one young pitching prospect where you look back and say, wow, the Yankees want that guy back.
0: They are good at talking up their prospects and getting other teams to believe in them for whatever reason, which, you know... Eh- we can compliment Cashman and the Yankees, but shame also shame also on the other teams. Like right? they have scouts, they have people that work in their front office and baseball development. Right. Like, These teams are going over. Like out. even
1: the you know, the Mets traded for Brooks Raley, and my first thought when they made the trade in the offseason was, All right, he's good, but why do the Rays want to trade him? And he's been good for the Mets this year. So yeah. even the other teams, the great teams, listen, the Braves are a machine. They're gonna get one out of twenty moves wrong. Sure. And Cashman and gets a lot of moves wrong, yeah. but not who he trades away. He holds on to some guys who he should trade away but he never trades away the guy he should keep.
0: That's a that's a good thing to have on the resume. As much as we've been critical of him in recent years, that is a feather in his cap. I would agree. All right, we step aside, take a break here, come back, mix it up a little... So- not a little different. Very different. As we go from the hard-hitting sports analysis of the baseball locals to a little off-the-beaten-path story that's getting all kinds of play nationally. And I woke up to this morning and seeing the headlines and the coverage on TV and just makes me scratch my head. So we'll cover that on the other side. CeeLo and Fleeg's warm-up show leading into Jerry and Sal coming up at the top of the hour here on a Friday on The Fan.
1: Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All
0: right. That gives you a little clue as to where we're heading here. Five forty nine on a Friday morning, warm up show
1: with Cielo and Fleegleman. Cielo is always locked in. Is, no, he knows what's going on in the world. And no he blind did, spots. You
0: know what? And he and he he did his little his background work, his research during the break. He asked me, "Well, what what were you? What story are you referencing there?"
1: So I quickly oh, see, I told he him what gonna it was because I we like as we talked about before the show. Not a lot going on in sports these days outside of the New York baseball. Yeah. This is like the one national story. Like the- I was just giving him credit, thinking he put two and two together.
0: Oh, I'm giving him credit for, you know, doing the legwork to make sure he was prepared. He's doing his job. But, yeah, speaking to how slow things are in sports, this right now, uh, I think, was the the top story on
1: ESPN. Yeah.
0: On ESPN. Oh, yeah. Overnight on their, you know, TV platforms. Marco Belletti, who everyone on the fan here knows, led with it on the national side on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, And if you don't know what we're referencing, uh, here's the headline. Britney Spears says she tapped... Number one overall pick in the NBA draft, Victor Wembanyama, didn't grab him because she is accusing his security detail of backhanding her as she attempted to go up and speak to him out in Las Vegas uh, at a casino. As part of you got the summer league out there, as we talked about yesterday, the NBA is getting to reveal, getting ready to reveal the details on this in-season tournament that's going to be tomorrow in Las Vegas. So Vegas, in addition to being the sort of the the sports hub these days with all these teams and leagues heading out there, it's very much the case for the NBA in the summer. So he's out there. He's a big-time star now, even before he went number I mean, We knew for how long that he was going to be the first overall pick in the draft. It was, a, it was like a foregone I mean, since conclusion. since last year. Right, exactly. And he did the, the media tour leading up to the draft here in New York, went on every you know, TV and radio show, and now he's a big focus of attention both from his uh, – you know his 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 stature in the league now figuratively and literally right, because his, his of the size stature. of him he sticks out like a sore thumb so just such a random combination of Britney Spears who I feel like I haven't heard from much lately
1: well last year the conservative ship ending with her dad so that was know, only free, last free year it feels like a i long think that time was ago. last year now
0: i know G- if G- Gio's geo's probably mad he's not here today cuz he's a, he's oh, he loves talking about the Britney Spears stuff and this would be like the the latest wrinkle in the story that fascinates him but just the <laughs> the verbiage of the she was backhanded. I can't. Do, I'm just picturing Britney Spears trying to come up to talk to this monstrosity of a you know manchild. Essentially, this guy that's just entering the NBA, and <laughs> she gets allegedly, of course, backhanded across the face. Oh my
1: god! See, I had a couple thoughts when I read this. One was, you know, what's up with the security guard? How do you backhand like and maybe slap Britney Spears? Then I realized, you know what? Wemby is seven five. Yeah, the security guard is probably. I mean, at least like six two. Britney Spears is not that tall, no. so he probably didn't even know who it was. Just there's a person getting too close, so he's moving her out of the way. And probably because the security guards are so big, it seems like more uh, was exerted than really was, just because of the size disparities in the in the three people. <laughs> then my other, th- the second thought was, how did Britney Spears possibly get near Wemby's shoulder? Because she's five four, he's seven five. <laughs> I feel like, like, what's her wingspan? To reach I don't think she's up reaching there. up to his shoulder. You don't think she's got that type of jump on her? No, elbow, <laughs> not shoulder. She's not reaching up to the shoulder. My last thought was, oh, the Aria Hotel and Casino. We were just there. That's right. That's right. We could have been We didn't see anything this, this, this interesting. No,
0: no, not at all. But it was because it was, you know, late March and freezing. You're right in the heat of it now. No pun intended We, we met in a, July. We met
1: a pro athlete's mom. That was
0: about it. That's right. Opening day for baseball. I thought you guys were making that up at first.
1: Oh, I thought I was being lied to at first, she too. She was yeah. so
0: unassuming and kind of just casually sitting there in the sports book watching uh, Pirates on opening day. Right, also we'll the mother of a top oh, okay.
1: NFL prospect. This is right before right. the draft. Yeah, right, sure. This is uh, that guy's mom, sure. And it, turns yeah, it, was out it was very
0: strange, yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> but yeah, All this, uh, you, you know, you have that at the ARIA, and then a couple months later, the Brittany versus Wemby moment.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Apparently this— He she- clears
1: her by two feet.
0: Now here's seven, another th- five here's five, another four. thing with him. Okay, do we have an official height on him? Because I've seen anywhere from seven to seven five, and I get he's younger and maybe he's still growing. He's probably, so- more,
1: I would maybe say more like seven two, seven like, three, because they said seven five with shoes on. What
0: is he wearing? Platforms. Either way,
1: she's. <laughs> I'm telling you, if she's not jumping, she's not reaching his shoulder. That is interesting. There's now, no way Britney's wingspan is that much.
0: No, I would agree with that. Now she claims that. Uh, In an effort to get his attention for a photo, she gets struck
1: in the face to the point where her glasses were knocked off. And that, listen, I believe her. That does not surprise. Now, I don't know if the security guard intended to do that, but it doesn't surprise me that that was the result. But like, even again, we're talking about with the security guard, her, his hand is probably the size of her entire face. No,
0: I get that. But like, look, I'm all for these guys having security detail. I understand. I'm not questioning that at all. And it is just a common thing. But do they really need to be getting physical with people? Like is that, if if this is true, like it's is that considered acceptable that you can whack somebody in the face? You know what? Just for I bet your... Britney's
1: been through some situations where she's glad her security people. were oh, I'm sure. Were but aggressive like, with the but people isn't their job her. just to kind of? Protect, well, that's where, to, that's where to, just to, to, they have to be able to, form a, a cocoon. or they have to be able to tell this is a smaller person. You have to maybe be able to better judge how much you need to do to keep them away from Wembenyama. Yeah. So she's if you're really good security. You got to be able to gauge that.
0: Right. So when Benyama had said, I guess that his, his version of it was that she, she grabbed him and she says he just, you know, like to your point, her refutal or her rebuttal is that she tapped him on the shoulder and the shoulder part does because of the height differential, but who knows? I mean, we're, we're listen, we're breaking this down like
1: the super well, film here. It could I've, have been one the shoulder question. blade, you know, who right. the hell knows? One last question before we get to the sports minute. He, uh, <laughs> he said he found out who it was hours later. He uh-huh. didn't realize it first. Even after they said the name, he's a 19 year old kid yeah, from France. Any idea? You think is. he knows who Britney Spears is?
0: Not, probably not to any significant extent. Yeah,
1: like that. You know, maybe he knows like the songs, or but like care. A, like anybody <laughs> whose songs are famous from that's before he was. I mean, Britney, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. was before he was born. God, we're getting. He might old. not know the name, which is terrifying. That people cannot know who Britney Spears is, yeah, but especially fair. an international player, I think there's a very this, strong chance.
0: this was Taylor Swift, it's a little different situation.
1: Well, listen, if Britney was still putting out songs <laughs> now, it'd be a different story. Right, if
0: she was doing her own re-records, maybe, as I continue to poke fun at
1: Fleeks is Taylor Swift. Listen, fandom. I'm wearing it proudly. Speak now oh, in the t-shirt. Let's we go. We know you are, yes.
0: And I've got my uh, Tiki and Tierney uh, t- Celebrity Softball Game shirt on today, because that's going to become like a collector's item here in a couple of weeks. I noticed
1: weeks. yours is not dirty. Like, Tiki's is dirty. He made the dive and catch. Yours, fresh, clean.
0: Nice and clean. Yes, well, we did play on turf, so... All right, let's do an Odyssey Sports Minute. I assume it's Amy Lawrence, Yazoo? It's someone. It's someone. Okay, well, there you go. An Odyssey Sports Minute with someone. Maybe Brittany.
1: Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Final few seconds here on the warm-up. Cilo still out in the newsroom doing who knows what. Sal and Jerry coming up next. Mets win a laugher. Yankees lose a laugher. Carlos Rodon makes his 2023 Yankees debut tonight. And Ian Eagle joins Jerry and Sal at 9.05. Fleegs and CeeLo hosted the warm-up show for you. And uh, I think Zoo tells me we're, we yeah, no, we're done now. We made the a, a decade that. ago. And 1010 Wins is on FM now, too. All news, all the time at 92.3.